Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace. Hey, we are live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. It's your week ahead with Mama Dada. Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited to be back, you guys. Um, let me just, I'm doing a sound check here real quick to make sure that I can be heard before I go too far. We know about the, when you think you've recorded it, two-hour radio show, and there's just absolutely nothing to show for it but uh, the intro music or the introduction. So I am, I usually hear myself pretty quick, but my computer's taking a second. As soon as I can confirm that I'm, okay, got it, I hear me. And we are ready to roll. Now I have the intro music or the introduction. Okay. So, yes, I'm so excited to be back. Uh, Mercury is still in shadow, but I got a new headset, so I should, <laughs> we should be good to go. I've charged up my phone, y'all. Y'all, y'all already know how the Mercury retrograde struggle can get real right here on the show <laughs> for all to hear. Um, but everything is going great. I now that Mercury's direct, that y'all know, y'all got a teacher who is intimately acquainted with. Mercury and all the transits and uh, that it makes throughout the year. So I am here to tell you that Mercury is definitely going direct now, gaining speed, gaining back up to its normal speed, so to speak. Uh, it'll be out of this shadow phase uh, here definitely through the weekend uh, because here on Saturday it goes, it re-enters Aquarius where it started the retrograde phase in. Remember, it had gone into, uh, it left Capricorn and went into one degree Aquarius before it started going back into those Capricorn degrees all the way to 14. So, yes, we are getting there slowly but surely into new mercurial territory. Uh, Before I get too into the show, definitely um, I just want to acknowledge absolutely uh, our divine righteous ancestors who without which we would not be here and absolutely honor our fearless leader here um, at the My Astrology Coach team and network, uh, Brother Ampu. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've been really getting into the thick of it with um, my newer clients, the ones that have subscribed to the service. Thank you guys so much. I won't even start naming off initials. I just, you know who you are. I know you listen. Thank you so much. And uh, it just warms my heart, y'all, just to hear people saying that this, what I'm pouring my heart into for a couple of hours each week and, and constantly throughout the week, um, just helping you guys one-on-one. Um, it really is it, it is a pleasure for me as well. I learn as much as I teach through just um, consulting with you guys on on such a regular basis now. 
So uh, once again, the new service is uh, just the monthly. I was already doing the monthly report. And so now I've coupled that up with the uh, one hour per week consultations, and it just it really it really inherently has a really smooth flow to it. So here I here I am starting out as really putting my matician skills and my scientist skills and my researching skills and my astronomy skills on display through this this spiritual art of astrology. Uh, but now more so I, I see the resurgence um, through talking to people so consistently now and developing these relationships that my spiritual, you know, gifts that I, I had definitely even tapped into when I was, you know, in, in different religious practices, but now those those are reemerging, you know, the prophetic and, um, you know, the healing aspects of it. And, and the coaching aspect of it is coming into play now, and it's just taking on a life of its own, you guys. So jump in, contact me. Uh, don't hesitate to Gmail me at astrology and we can work it out. And at a really affordable, easily affordable price, okay? So that's not the point here is that we're all growing together. Uh, utilizing this divinely powerful tool of astrology, okay? It's, I mean, it wasn't but just a few years ago, it got a hold of me. <laughs> and I mean that, it got a hold of me. And I was able to see, you know, mathematically, exactly, precisely the cause, the energetic causes or the energetic uh, explanations um, uh I'm real visual, so to see a natal chart in a picture and see a transit chart around that natal chart and how it's impacting that chart by way of angles and 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 you know ca- different calculations and, and that it, it was my that that was my favorite subject in school because that was only I I I barely passed English every time it came around in every grade uh, after like in high school for sure, because I like things that have formulas. I like things that make, you know, logical and mathematical sense, and astrology did, but the beautiful, powerful, even more powerful thing that uh, astrology has been teaching me is that in addition to it making that logical sense, it also does have that spiritual component to it. It is a healing um, lifestyle, you know. I've been saying modality for the longest, and 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 it has come to my awareness that it really is a lifestyle, the healing lifestyle, the um, uh, the the coaching lifestyle, the um, uh, I had written it down, the prophetic lifestyle, you know. It really is, and so uh, I've been. I'm working on some stuff, uh, especially that I know a lot of people I've connected to will be so happy to hear. Um, but I am working on some things, especially for empaths, especially for uh, people who consider themselves spiritual. We're all spirits, but for those who have that divine calling um, to 
you know, to that they know that they're empaths. So right now I'll just leave it at that. Then, uh, you know, I will speak more about that later. Until then, keep on signing up for the monthly service with the transit report and the weekly consultations, and we're going to jump into the show, okay? Uh, today, the moon is in Sag, and it, it, it just was in Scorpio this weekend, and I've been talking to a lot of people people and I mean the depth and the intensity of the moon being in Scorpio definitely was felt. The sexuality component to it um was experienced. The um you know, the secretive uh side of things may have been felt and experienced this weekend. Um but there was a, additionally while the moon was in Scorpio there was a contact to Uranus and so um I know for me there was definitely some unexpected surprise messages coming through, so that was that was powerful. It's just so powerful how all of this stuff just lines up energetically and um, experientially. Um, let's see. I guess I'll just go to my notes right there. I'm getting it together, guys. I just I've been. Everything's been going on, and I'm going to handle on it all. I know dead air is what they call it on the radio. That's so bad, and I don't think I've had dead air for more more than a few seconds since I've been on this show, so I apologize. I'm scrolling. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I went through it all before and got to the bottom, and now I have to scroll back up. Oh, yeah, the last quarter moon. That's what was on Sunday. That's what I was going to start with. I have notes for a reason, but for whatever reason, I wanted to try to go off the dome. We see how well that went. (laughs) Okay, so last week, if you recall, I was speaking on the last quarter moon. Um, The disseminating moon had started the day of the show that Wednesday, and the last quarter moon uh, was on Sunday evening. This past Sunday evening, yes, the one where the moon was in Scorpio, at 9.28 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so, you know, like I told you all last week, that Sunday night initiated the time of action, okay? That initiated the beginning of the end, okay, where there is the tearing down of the old structures. We've already, that last quarter moon was the beginning of the end of the new moon in Capricorn cycle, January the 9th, okay? And so we're about to have another new moon here on the 8th of February. So this last quarter moon on Sunday was basically like, guess what? We're about to start a whole other cycle. So no more worried about the Capricorn new moon stuff. Get to wrapping it up. Get to reviewing. Get to closing stuff out, sorting. Uh, whatever you're going to glean and reap, go on and finish gleaning and reaping. Um, you know, if money, if, uh, that's what I was telling you all last week about if somebody owes you money, this is definitely, it's still going on now. It's still last quarter moon season uh, up until I'm about to tell you all all about the new moon in Aquarius. Don't worry. I know the very title of the show, we're going to get into it. And I'm I'm really pretty much uh, molding everything around that new moon because it's just so unique. So I'm excited to talk about it, tell you all about it. 
so, yeah, we're still in the season of taking inventory, tying up loose ends, dealing with your people and matters from the past, um, dealing with endings. It's definitely a time to deal with endings, okay, letting go if necessary. This is the time to be accountable. This is the time when following the rules is most appropriate, okay? So uh, that's what's going on now. Um, you know, it's a really good time. To, uh, uh, energetically speaking, it really does support this last uh, quarter moon phase. We've got uh, there on that Sunday night as well, just a couple of minutes after. It was 9.28 for the last quarter moon and 9.41 for the Mercury uh, square Uranus. We got Mercury, that's the messages, that's the communications, that's the travel, that's the business, and a challenging um, relationship to the unexpected, okay? And so it, that energy alone helps us in this phase of letting go because Uranus and Aries is really helping us make a clean break to uh, focus on our freedom, our independence and um, putting, making ourselves a priority in our lives. And then, um, so that definitely is helping, these messages of freedom and independence that you may have been receiving since around Sunday, uh, probably well before Sunday, uh, but that's when it was exact. So that definitely helps. And then um, we had that aspect this past Sunday, but we also had it, and then we had it this past Sunday, and it's, forward motion after it had already stationed direct again on the 25th, but we had it in its retrograde motion back on January the 20th at 12.26 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so um, so that was, um, I'm sorry, y'all, somebody's talking in the background and it distracted me. So that's when we had it last, all right? And so this is that, um, you know, anxiety and, and the stress of this transit definitely is able to be alleviated or was able to be alleviated by postponing important meetings and appointments. So hopefully with this being the second time or the third time around, it happened in forward motion, Mercury went retrograde, it happened in backward motion, and it, it went direct again. So this is actually our third time hitting this transit. <clears throat> and so... Um, you know, it, it, we, may, we just may be getting more comfortable with the, the changes. That's what that means to me, is that this third time around, we may just be getting more comfortable with the idea of being flexible. And, and maybe by now, it's not just an idea, and we really are opening up our minds, and we're being, and we're, we're being willing to deal with unexpected event head on, you know, maybe heart off. <laughs> I won't say heart off. That's, that's not realistic, at least not for me. But I've definitely been tapping more into my uh, logical, analytical, more detached. It's, uh, it The Mercury retrograde happened mostly in Capricorn, but as it's heading back towards the Aquarius territory with the other um, energy, especially the sun already in Aquarius territory. Um, I 
think that that is really blessing us all with a dose of this Aquarius energy that we're finally uh, seeing that the more flexible that we are, that we really can glean the most out of life and all the beautiful surprises that it has for us. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need a shake-up. Sometimes you just need lightning to strike and just set fire to something that has been stagnant, that has been lifeless, that hasn't been producing results, that has been going absolutely nowhere. And we've got a, a new moon in Aquarius coming up that's really on par to, uh, to to really put us in a divine position for that new new that we've been waiting on or for that new new that's been waiting on us, okay? So let's keep it moving, guys, mama's babies. And then I'm not in the week ahead just yet. I'm just wrapping up this week um, in general. I'm not going to read any horoscopes um, for the, um, the that we're in currently, except I'm going to refresh you guys' memory on what Mercury going back into that Aquarius uh, territory is going to mean for your particular sign, sun, moon, or rising, uh, because I, I don't want y'all to miss out on this new moon energy. And Mercury being back in Aquarius is definitely going to be impactful to that uh, astrological climate that <laughs> the new moon is happening under. So... Uh, Oh, yeah, y'all. Today, early this rising, uh, Mars sextile Pluto, and it really uh, has been pivotal. And I put in my notes us being given the energetic ability to successfully focus on our goals, to take decisive action, to go after what we want without stepping on on, on each other's toes. But then in my, I, you know, I keep the personal um, uh Notebook. I mean, like I said, I was doing this well before I ever had a show. That's why it was just a natural progression and transition for me. But in my own personal notes about today's um, Mars-Pluto alignment, it's a sextile, y'all. When Mars and Pluto get together and it's a sextile or a trine, I want to take full advantage of it. You know, with it being such an easier flow of energy and a divine opportunity to really work and see that work have powerful and transformative results. And so I just put, you know, be firm, be firm, but not controlling. Stick to your guns, but don't point them at others. Um, and and with our expect, knowing that um, expectations must be clear, what that does is it allows for harmony and mutual cooperation. Instead of fighting each other and, you know, going at each other and, just go and edit, communicate, and show your expectations clearly. And then nobody, you know, has to be confused. The, the, the flip side of Pluto is that, you know, the sneakiness and, you know, you're trying to be slick on somebody or, like, manipulate them or be possessive or control somebody. That's where it goes all the way left and wrong. But when you utilize, when you utilize Pluto for the purposes of your own personal power, then you don't need to control, manipulate, or make anybody jealous. That's not the point. And so 
just know that it will all work out and that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You stay on the low manifestation of that energy, you know, Mars and Pluto, that's all action. That's all what you do. You can't. That's on display for everybody to see. Um, but if you keeping that those vibes high and your actions are as, as high and positive as they can be, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy and not a bad one. So that that was so that's been so cool. Of not only about today, these energies, uh, you know, uh, can be felt days in advance um, and for and linger for days after. So just just know, uh, Mercury sextile Chiron early this rising six thirty six a.m. and has definitely left its mark on on the day and these days that should have been proving to you an excellent period for opening up communications with others, Um, that, you know, we're a bit more sensitive than usual around this time. We're more willing to listen. Getting our point across is easier. And so um, I mentioned it last week. I'm just mentioning it, it again because it's so interesting to see on these days how you, you really feel the energetic influence of these alignments. And then with the sun um, sextiling Saturn uh, today as well, uh, we feel grounded and stable, and it's easy to stick to a specific task and make headway. Maybe slow, steady, and we're very aware of the element of time, and we're better able to discipline ourselves and put our egos aside in order to get the job done. So... That's today. Tomorrow, um, most of the day, the uh, moon is void, of course, from 4 a.m. until 6.40, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time when the moon does enter Capricorn, where we're definitely going to um, continue the, the Saturnian theme of uh, wanting to get down to business and being very emotionally satisfied to do so, Okay. Powerful, powerful Venus conjuncting Pluto on Friday, exact at 7.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's that all-or-nothing energy. It's very intense. It's great. If you're single, it's great if you are coupled. Um, So enjoy. (laughs) And then, um, oh, last week I, I I had a horoscope for a particular deacon that I didn't put in the notes, and I found it, of course. So I definitely wanted to shout out my Scorpio Deacon 2, those born November the 2nd to the 11th, because for you, dear ones, mama's babies, uh, from February 4th to the 9th is the best time of the month for you, especially for romance, Pluto sextiling your deacon, Venus is sextiling your deacon. (sighs) Yeah. It's definitely not going to suck, Scorpio Deacon 2, Okay. Everybody also had um, horoscopes for last week. Then Saturday. Okay. Saturday, guys. The moon goes void, of course, in the, in the, in the rising. 9.54 a.m., right? Moon trines Jupiter goes void, of course, just for a couple of hours, late morning, early afternoon. And it, it finally goes into Aquarius. Uh, right before noon, 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
Now, I want to mention this aspect, even though it's happening in the middle of a void moon this weekend, and the void moon's only for a couple of hours, but this aspect happens right after at 10.39 a.m. Central Standard Time, and it's the sun sextiling Uranus, right? I want to mention it because it's not like the sun's not in Aquarius and we all haven't been getting familiar with this Aquarius energy, more intimately acquainted, but with the sun being there and with it sextiling the very ruler of Aquarius, Uranus, I just thought I'd mention it, you know, get all the juicy Aquarius drippings that we can. Shout out to Brother Ampu. <laughs> I shouted him out at the beginning of the show, but I know he's an Aquarius and I believe his exact solar return is not for us until the week ahead next week. But just in case this, this one coming up, I definitely want to shout him out. Happy solar return. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's Aquarius season. <laughs> so hopefully it's appropriate just because it's Aquarius season, no matter when exactly it is. All right. But, yeah, just the sun being in Aquarius and then forming this sextile to Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, it's just too significant in that energy not to mention it. So here this Saturday, the, while the moon is void, um, it'll still be considered to be in Capricorn, but void until it enters Aquarius. And we're definitely going to be willing to adapt. This is introduction, well, you know, further emphasis of this energy that makes us willing to adapt, willing to adapt to the new circumstances. It's like you know, nobody, when you learn about Uranus and you learn that it's a sudden and unexpected event, that it, it, it is the lightning, it is the, um, you know, surprises. Everybody don't like surprises. Trust me, I know. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it, it can take some getting used to, but I'm showing you energetically how here even Saturday uh, morning we're getting this first glimpse into this, uh, you know, in even more intense uh, awareness of what this energy really is and what it can be when you're not coming at it from an angle of fear mongering or, you know, dread. Oh, there's a Uranus transit coming up. I sure hope it doesn't, you know, catch me off guard. It's going to catch you off. Coming to do. Okay, but it's not coming to throw you off. It's not coming to throw you out. It's not coming to put you out. It's coming to hook us up. So uh, just the a willingness is what, what we may feel and experience or begin to feel around. You know, everybody may not be looking forward to this Aquarius new moon. And so it's a really good time during this time to attend um, any meetings or social events. It could be very enlightening. It, it, it's a good time to think outside of the box and, and find creative solutions to problems, and, and in that, affecting positive change. And just like any Uranus transit, flexibility is the key to success. Okay? You try to keep things the same if you want to when change comes through and see how that works out for you. Got to go with the flow, babies, okay? And so... Uh, after that, after the moon actually enters Aquarius at 11.59 p.m. this Saturday, then uh, at 12.45 p.m. we've got that Mercury trine Jupiter. 
sound familiar? Yes, because it already, of course, anything Mercury's doing while it's still in shadow, it already did through the retrograde. So this is our third time having Mercury trine Jupiter. Um, it happened on January the 14th at 8.15 p.m. Central Standard Time before this time, okay? If you want to go back. Um, but, yeah, Jupiter is still being in Virgo, obviously. Mer- Mercury in Capricorn at 21 degrees. Um, like like with the other Mercury uh, transit with Uranus that I spoke about in this earlier in the show, third time around, it should be a very familiar energy to us now. Um, it's going to happen again on April the 14th, and it's a really obviously good transit for um, communication, travel, anything legal, anything business anything future forward, you know, future oriented. Um, And I spoke about it, obviously, last show, um, the show for January 14th, and I should have put that in there. But, yeah. Golly, my energy was so high. I guess because I'm sitting down or I just ate. I don't know. So hopefully I'm not, hopefully it's all good. All right, what I will do, and, and see, that that's speaking to me real about this Aquarian Uranus energy. It's a fresh energy. It's a new energy. And here I am doing the very thing that I said I wasn't going to do anymore, which was recap old stuff, right? And that's what I did. But what I'm going to do now with time that we have left, let me check in. You know what? That's going to really bring in some fresh energy. Let me check in on the phone lines, and then we're going to jump off into the week ahead. I apologize, y'all. Yeah, And I know my faithful, <laughs> it's a trip, y'all, because I want to say like faithful few, but it's like faithful hundreds. I love y'all. That's why I come back. If it was one of y'all, I promise I would come back every show just because I love talking about astrology. It's amazing. Caller from the seven eight zero four three five. Peace here on the air with Mama Dada. Who's on the line? Hi, Mama Dada. Hi. Um, my name is Naomi. I'm just calling. I wonder if you do any little mini readings. My birthday is next week, and I just wonder. I you just wonder, like just in general, what what um, the near future holds for me, star wise. I definitely do. I'm happy to connect with you. What I don't do, unfortunately, is do them on the air, but I did just record your number, and if you don't mind, I can call you when I get off the air. Yeah, that sounds and good. Your awesome. first details. Yeah, I'm so glad you're listening, and I will be giving some horoscope. What's your sun sign? It's Aquarius. My birthday's on the night. Aw, you did just say that. Very cool. Do you already know your moon and rising sign? Um, I think my moon is Taurus and my rising is Sagittarius. Lucky. Okay. Well, cool. That's um, that. I love, I love people who call in like you. I have clients like you, and they just they already know their chart, and they like talking to me because 
I know how to give the astrological context for different things. I'm studying where the planets are pretty much every day, and I'm definitely studying how they're impacting these different areas areas of space, like Aquarius where your sun is, like Taurus where your moon would be, like Sagittarius where your rising sign is is where my sun sign is. So I'm very familiar with how the transiting planets are impacting that area of space for sure. Yeah. So I'm very excited to talk to you, and if you don't mind holding back on the line, I'll um, wrap up the show and talk to you soon. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Naomi. Peace. Bye, Mom. Naomi? Yeah? You were in the middle of saying something. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying thank you, Mama Dada. You're welcome. I'll talk to you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We are in the week ahead, you guys. Uh, We're covering the uh, 7th, February the 7th, Sunday, through February the 13th, Saturday. So what's so cool about this week is we actually, the week ahead is we actually don't start the week ahead in a void of fourth moon. So all this fresh new energy, this Aquarian energy, this Uranus energy, the moon will already be in Aquarius as of Saturday, February the 6th at 11.59. Yeah, it's only a minute Saturday. Um, So you can pretty much say Sunday, but technically 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday, the moon does enter Aquarius, and then it's official. Um, I mentioned that about the Uranus transit at the end of this week coming up uh, that kind of is bringing in some more fresh energy. But once the moon actually enters Aquarius at the last minute Saturday night, we are definitely going to be emotionally satisfied, calmed down, and we will want and crave, you hear me, new, anything new. new routines, the breakthroughs, we'll we'll, want to break out. (laughs) We may have an outburst. Um, We're definitely going to want to break from, come on, overly, being overly emotional. That ain't Aquarius. Now, some people want to say detached when they talk about Aquarius as if they don't have feelings far from it. If you know an Aquarius, I know quite a few they are some of the, I mean, I'm just outdone by the Aquarians in my life. That They just are people with overflowing hearts. They really are the humanitarians. They really are, you know, the, the friend. My goodness, I could just go on and on, and I really could. Uh, it's just an amazing energy. It's a... Uh, like I said, if you're coming from a place of fear or coming with this really low vibration, you won't be able to enjoy the energy. You're going to be so thrown off and discouraged and disgruntled. But um, when while the moon is here, uh, it is a fixed sign, okay? So what what you may notice about the Aquarians in your life is that they can go their own way. It's a sign of the the rebel, you know, Um, and really the individual, although um, 
in the whole, when you talk about Aquarius and it, it's rules the 11th house, and, you know, that's the group and that's the networking and that's, you know, this, this group at large, humanity at large. But there is this element inherent in Aquarius that, that does highlight the individual, the rebel, and the ability to move in these very original and unique ways uh, within the group successfully. So you really probably don't know a mean Aquarius. I mean, they're no they're no pushovers, but they really they do have this air of friendliness about them. And you may feel that while the moon is Aquarius, you may tap into that, um, and it it really could benefit you connecting with people, no matter how different they are. Um, the more unusual, the better. We're gonna feel really feel cutting edge and out of the box. Uh, and and so really delving into that social element is going to be uh, beneficial, especially when we're I'm building up to something here. I got I, I got I had a slow start today. I, I usually don't have slow starts, <laughs> but we're building up to something here because we're really about to crack this. I I put it this way. It's so not a conundrum, but I say you know crack this Aquarius new moon code because. This ain't your ordinary new moon in Aquarius. This ain't your ordinary new moon. And I'm y'all don't see what I'm saying now, but I'm going to see it. That's why I'm building y'all up. Now, this moon going into Aquarius late, 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 late Saturday night is really going to have our mind future-oriented, okay? Whatever this new thing is, like we just, can't not stop trying to see it, figure it out. What is this new thing that that this new moon energy in Aquarius is bringing? The reason why it's so powerful just on the outset is because it's a new moon that's new, right? No matter what sign it could have been in, it's a new moon, period. But then it's in the sign of the new. It's in the sign of the new. You fooling around with Aquarius energy, you fooling around with Uranus, Oh, it's going to be something new because of the inherent breakthrough in it, the breakthrough energy in it, the surprise and the sudden. It, that's going to change things. So it'll, it, it'll be what what was a certain way is going to become new. So it's new because it's the new moon and it's new because of the Aquarius and, and, and all this Uranus energy surrounding it, okay? Um. Definitely, while the moon's in Aquarius, like I say, it's going to satisfy us to do something new. So be the rebel. You know, be comfortable being the rebel. Do something, you know, really anti-matrix. <laughs> you know, update your social networking profile. Break free from something. Uh, use all that lightning, fast mental speed that we're going to have access to um, and emotionally, there's going to be an emotional component too, of course, because of the the, um, uh, the moon. But so even the routine, just uh, b- brainstorming, conceptualizing in advance, ahead for something. If you're going to plan for something during this time, plan a, you know, plan you know farther farther ahead. That old energy, and then in energy itself is a component of this new moon. So. Uh, or this Aquarius moon energy. So um, any healing, um, energy healing or energy work like Reiki, reflexology, acupuncture, acupressure, uh, it's a 
very beneficial time to get those services. Uh, shout out to Ra Healing Arts. That's R-A Healing Arts. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, Reiki practitioner and, and other energy work that she specializes in. Please web search her. That's Ra Healing Arts if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so um, with the social element, it's a very good time additionally to attend like a community building event. Um, uh, Aquarius also rules the electronics. I told y'all lightning in that fast you know, speed is the higher octave of mercury. So um, any any electronic communications on a mass scale, okay, if you're doing, doing business and you want to do your email blast, you know, of, an, of something new, hopefully, a breakthrough, uh, you know, service you're offering or something, it's definitely a good time to do something like that. And like I say, mixing and mingling with people outside of your normal social circle, okay? So then we roll into Sunday. That happens late, late, late Saturday night. Um, when we wake up on Sunday, the moon's already in Aquarius. We got this fresh energy and what? So the sun, all these I'm about to tell you all about is leading up to this new moon. This is the kicker about the exact time of the new moon. I guess I'll go ahead and tell you now, and so then me leading up to it will make a little more sense. What's a new moon? That's when the sun and the moon hook up in the sky, right? At a full moon, they're directly opposite each other in the sky. The furthest points away from each other. At a new moon, they can't get any closer. They're as close as they're going to be. They're married in the sky, okay, in the exact same area of space. And so here on Monday in the week ahead, February the 8th at 8.39 a.m. Central Standard Time, sun and the moon get married in the sky. But guess what? Dun, dun, dun. This ain't so ordinary new moon because this very new moon is setting us, it sets the moon. That exact aspect sets the moon into void of course status. And all of mama's babies know what that means. You ain't going to do nothing new that you want to have any lasting results in a void of course moon. Yes, you would do it in a new moon, but not this new moon. This is why this is not your ordinary new moon. In Aquarius. So as I'm leading up to this uh, time in these aspects I'm going to tell you about, I want you to be thinking how you can init- use that new, new energy that was brought in by the uh, aspect at the very end of this week, okay, with Uranus, and, and by the moon coming into Aquarius there late, 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 late on Saturday night, right? And the new, that new energy, that same new energy you would get at your ordinary new moon, but that you won't get this time around because it's setting off into void of course status. Now, all is not lost, obviously and clearly, but I'd rather y'all, I'd rather y'all know about getting in on the energy on the front end, and I got some information that, uh, about the back end, too, that, that you, may, you may decide to initiate something at that time, but my point is you definitely don't want to initiate it 
after the moon goes void on Monday at 8.39 a.m. when you normally would, or if you normally would, I know definitely, uh, obviously, I know people that um, operate at different times of the new moon cycle and actually initiating something at the uh, at the time of a new moon will actually be too late. And so... Uh, so that's why I'm telling you all about these energies on the front end if you are so inclined to. And, and when I say initiate, you can set an intention. You can write an intention list. You can pray intention prayers. Um, it does, but you're doing something that's initiating the energy for something to come, okay? And so I'm just giving you all a heads up because not only does the moon go void, but while the moon is void, Mercury makes this weird aspect to Neptune, and, I mean, it just would be a very interesting environment, energetic environment with the overstimulated imagination. It's Mercury semi-squaring Neptune with the confusion and the misperception and the deceit. It would just be a very odd energy, any for not only because of the void, of course, but because of that. So um, let me get you all up to speed with the transit leading up to that so you can make your very educated decision on when you want to do something new because I've, I've already got y'all so as far as the moon entering Aquarius. So then later on, Sunday rising, 6.08 a.m. Central Standard Time, the sun, Mars, okay? And we're that's going to be a whole nother feel, wanting, a feeling of wanting to do something new. It's, it's sun square Mars is like spring fever, Whenever it happens in the year, it's like spring fever. And we're just driven by this restless desire to do something. But the kicker is you've got to have a well-defined goal. You've got to focus that sun and Mars energy somewhere, okay? And the more physical, the better, and the higher, the better. We don't want to fight to get the physical done, we want to use that unless we're fighting, you know, on behalf of our our goal, our well-defined goal. That way we tend, we tend to be less impulsive and get into needless arguments, but we're more, uh, and we tend to be, you, can, you may sense yourself being a little defensive or competitive, you know, not willing to compromise or negotiate. But that's what makes you more inclined to the injury and accident side of it. Um, if we choose to focus on that well-defined goal, however, uh, we really can get more bang for our buck and 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 have a a good amount of output and energy, something to, something productive to show for it. Okay, these are this is why. I'm telling y'all about this energy because you may decide that's the energy you want to initiate something under. With this, the moon will still be in Aquarius, and it it is applying to the conjunction aspect to the sun. It's not exact yet, but that the energy is still running really high. If you want to initiate something around then, cool. A little later on on Sunday, rising 9:01 a.m., we got. Venus sextiling Mars, which is another beneficial aspect that is um, allowing us to have success and ease in our close personal interactions. This the Venus sextiling Mars. It's it's 
to the lovers in the sky, Venus and Mars, Venus being the feminine principle and, and Mars being the masculine. And so it, it had in the sextile, of course, it's a lesser trine, but hey, it's still harmonious and it's a divine opportunity to bring a satisfaction, okay? Um, the 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 initiate the initiations and relationships that we make now, the permanent ties uh made under this influence of Venus Exile Mars definitely may prove to be more fruitful and fortunate than connections made under another influence. So um we're we're being stimulated, uh our creativity and our desire to make something beautiful is what's being stimulated under this influence. So that puts a whole nother just harmonious, divinely harmonious, perfect, you know, influence on this new moon. Uh, at least the new moon energy that is build yet building where I'm at in the notes for a week ahead, okay? So I'll I'll keep going. After that, um, 11.36 a.m. Central Time on Sunday. The moon, and I don't normally talk about these aspects. The moon, first of all, I don't do, I can't, I only talk about what sign they go through. But I really want to hook us up with the most detailed information for this new moon ahead because it's just not your ordinary new moon in Aquarius. This is not. But uh, we've got this transiting moon, with square. Y'all, I don't think y'all, y'all ain't never even heard me say that at square. <laughs> but I got to tell y'all about it. Uh, the moon is festival squaring, transiting Jupiter on Sunday. And it's really a time to show some restraint. Now, this is where it could be getting into this energy. Now, it's a passing thing. It's, but it can be felt throughout the day at any time. Um, but it, it, this is a time to show restraint, practice self-control. Um, we're not as inclined with the moon in this very weird angle to Jupiter, which Jupiter is the abundance and the growth and the expansion, um, but we're not as inclined to consider the consequences of overindulging at this time, okay? Uh, self-indulgence is really likely. And so... Like I said, that's passing. Unless you already have tendencies toward that or in a really particularly sensitive time in your life right now where you could be so inclined, I wouldn't put too much uh, focus on it. Uh, But I will be aware of it. Okay, so now we get into Monday, the day, the eighth, the day of the new moon. So we're still, uh, I mean, if you're doing some late-night spiritual work, you really could still be taking advantage of this building conjunction of the sun and the moon, i.e. a new moon, um, without getting into this void territory here as it's coming up at 8.30 a.m. on that Monday. But as of 12.58 a.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, you've got the moon sextiling Saturn. Um, and, and, and and closely after at 5.30 a.m., you have the moon sextiling Uranus, okay? And so um, this is the same moon that's about to ma- get married to the sun, okay, just hours later. 
But before the moon in um, Aquarius does, the sextile to Saturn is really um, demanding our endurance. Uh, It's good for anything that demands our endurance or tolerance. So this is a good new moon uh, if you want to start something new that may require your, you know, you to stick it out. Um, when you've got the uh, Aries or Martian energy, it's really quick. You're satisfied by more quick, uh, you know, uh, tasks. When you're talking about Saturn uh, having its influence on this moon, you're talking about endurance. You're talking about tolerance. You're talking about something if you need to develop a new habit, okay, or start a new ritual that you will actually stick to with the moon sextiling or in a very easy, flowing, um, you know, with our effort uh, relationship. This is the this is the I'm helping you shape your new moon intentions by telling you what what it's more or most favorable for. So that's a key element with this new moon. The sextile that the moon in Aquarius is having to its very ruler, Uranus, it just denotes a break in the routine being pleasing, and we already know that. We've been getting hints of this Uranus energy for, for uh, through, since Saturday at the end of this week into Monday. We're still in Monday rising right before it hits exact. The very last transit before the sun and the moon meet in the sky is a square to Mars, which is, um, I already told you all about the sun squaring Mars, so the fact that they're about to meet up in the sky, now it's the moon's turn to square Mars. And so this is more talking about its relationship to our emotions. It's going to be a time of self-motivation. I promise whatever's going on in your life, Whatever you've been going through, whatever you're planning for with this new moon and your new intentions, nobody will probably, I'm pretty sure nobody will have to tell you, oh, uh, baby, uh, go on and get up and do such and so. Mm -mm. Life will have positioned you to where you are self-motivated around this time, definitely towards your new goals and intentions for the month ahead. Um, because what's being stimulated is a need for action, a need for challenges. And and herein lies, again, this need for us to find the right focus, focus on a goal and to find the right outlet for that energy, which is so interesting because then right after this, the moon goes void. Now, don't mistake it. I've never said that a void, of course, moon means means don't do anything. I've only said what um, I've, you know, echoed um, from, from definitely other masterful teachers of astrology, that you just don't initiate something new. You should have already written your intentions. You should, by by 8.39 a.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, February the 8th, you should have already done your, if that's when you're choosing to do it. I'm about to tell you all something here, a following which you may choose to participate in on the energy on that end. The moon won't be in Aquarius anymore, but it'll be another, it'll still be, the sun will still be 
and it will still uh, be initiating, initiatory uh, moon or lunar energy. Um, but, yes, yeah, so now what you can do and what likely I will be doing is during the 17 hours and 52 minutes that the moon is go, is void after it conjuncts the moon, um, everything that I've always said about void, of course, moon. It's the perfect condition to um, whatever you did initiate or start, follow through with it, follow up with it. Hopefully no one mistook me and, you know, thought that I meant don't do anything. But, yeah, just going back over, reviewing, okay, it's a good time. Those 17 hours can be best spent reviewing and, um, you know, uh, sleeping on per se, because you still, even if you did initiate it before the new moon, what I'm about to tell you about that comes later, you could still just flow right on into it, and and this is how. You're reviewing stuff while the moon's void. You're, um, you know, scanning and really just taking, digging, be combing through, picking apart maybe. But it's 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 on stuff you've already initiated, on stuff you've already started working on, okay? And so then I told y'all about the the Mercury semi squaring Neptune. So I mean, while you're doing all this review and stuff, uh, hey, I would say our our imagination could definitely be overstimulated. And so it's going to give way to this right brain intuitive thinking uh, energy that we'll have access to. That if, if you really want to be logical and, <laughs> you know, realistic during this time, um, and it is Mercury uh, doing a semi-square to Neptune. So it could be a couple of, a couple of days on the front and back end where the confusion could reign. The misperception could reign. The deceit could reign. And so um, it, it may be a divinely good time to go over those intentions that were set, those things that were initiated before the, the new moon, because with this Mercury-Neptune communication challenge, um, it, it just may be a good thing to do. <laughs> it may just... I, I love how the energy flows because even when it, on on first glance, I was like, God, God, we finally get a new moon and, it, and it's in Aquarius and it's hitting this part of my chart and it's hitting this planet or point in my chart, you know, And it, but it's, it's going to void. Nothing's going to come of it, but it really is a, a divine flow because we're getting these opportunities on the front end before that even happens to really have some powerful energy behind us initiating something new or you know, intending something new for ourselves, and then we get this review period. While we've had this, you know, climate of potential confusion and misperception and deceit and overstimulated imagination, to tap into that imagination all the while still reviewing and combing over and making sure that, yes, this is what we want to initiate. Because guess what? The next day, Tuesday, going to be more of that you know, imaginative, thickly imaginative energy. Uh, but it's setting us up for something. Y'all know when I talk about the moon entering Pisces, 
the moon's going to enter Aries right after that. So we're talking about the ending of a zodiac cycle. And it's that last one that, that Pisces that further reiterates the, you know, flourishing imagination. And so um, it'll definitely be a, t- a good time while the moon is in Pisces. It's going to enter Pisces at 2.31 a.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesday, February the 9th. And while it's there, we're going to be more meditative. Uh, if you haven't nailed down your intentions quite by then, guess what? It's still it's still time because the moon in Pisces is a good time for first draft, right? It is a good time for um, even wrapping things up. The Pisces wraps up the zodiac cycle, so anything related to endings, it's still a good time for that. Um, so that's why I say you really can determine personally for yourself and, um, of course, uh, with the help of an astrologer like myself, we could really line the time up and determine when the best time to do what is. But um, while the moon is in Pisces, please, please, please don't try to nail anything down. It ain't happening, okay? Let your mind you know, be imaginative. Let yourself have this wide open, unscheduled time to just be, okay? Let yourself indulge in, you know, as less, you know, maybe reading books and words and stuff like that, the logical, more symbols and music and images um, that, that really deliver clear messages to your soul. Art, dance, Film, photography, theater, play, nerd, whatever you're doing, make sure you're nourishing your imagination and that it, it really helps if you actually have a creative focus. Um, it's a really great energy to forgive somebody under. It really ta- allows us to tap into the, the um, energy of unconditional love and uh, we, we're more able to transcend the everyday and rise above and really experience the sublimeness of forgiveness, the sublimeness of imagination, the sublimeness of spirituality, and deeply listening, deeply listening to our souls, deeply listening. I would say to another, but the 12th house is the house of solitude. The 12th house is the house of confinement. I was talking to a client this past week, and uh, she's having a 12th house transit. And, you know, if you're just in more of a reflective, respite, mood of respite, of rest and relaxation, reflection, um, it's not a lazy energy. It's just a contemplative energy and and a... a restful energy. Pisces is an area of space that governs dreams, and so it necessarily governs like sleeping, and so um, things that are definitely. It also governs the water. So um, going to the ocean, going to the river, going to the lake, soaking in a tub, um, um, you know, having a fountain. This may be the time for you to initiate going to go get a fountain for your home or something like that. Um, that's going to emotionally satisfy us during this time. 
um, film, Neptune, Pisces will film. So uh, even uh, catching a film, movie, uh, fest- movie festival, meditation, I think I covered everything else. And oh, definitely the compassion aspect of it. You may find yourself if you do not want to be alone or solitary or confined um uh after the new moon on Tuesday um and and really for the couple of days after that that it's in Pisces, then tending to uh, others in crisis or need is going to definitely emotionally satisfy you, okay? You don't have to be alone. We're never alone anyway. But if you don't, uh, if you're not in that reflective mode, definitely um, show somebody else some compassion who may need it. And so then Tuesday afternoon, 1.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mars does chime Chiron. I always talk about how much I love my clients, and they just trip me out knowing stuff like, who knows about Chiron? So since folks are talking to me about it, I'm just going to be talking about it, man, because these energies are real and they're powerful side of us. So the Mars does try and Chiron, and so on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to definitely, and leading up to it, we're going to have access to this energy uh, of, of being more courageous to face problems, okay, being more willing to be healed or heal. And so um, healing work that we're doing on the inside around this time can help manifest physical healing, okay, and the attention that we're giving to our physical health may do the opposite and impact our inner healing as well. That's one thing that... um, being Mercury ruled and Mercury retrograde, you know, so it's funny to talk listed to some of my clients, and uh, one of them was saying how Mercury, uh, she was like, oh, the last couple of Mercury retrogrades, in, um, or the first few ones in 2015, they kicked my butt. And she's like, you know, but these last couple of, you know, I'm this one. I, I think I'm getting the hang of it and all this stuff. And so, um, you know, being Mercury ruled is uh, if it, I, I would have said a while ago, a blessing and a curse, but definitely a blessing to be able to share uh, some tools for maneuvering more actively through Mercury retrograde territory. Speaking of Mercury ruled, Wednesday in the week ahead, February the 10th, Wednesday is the day of the week ruled by Mercury, um, Venus actually trines Jupiter. Now, I don't know, but when I hear Venus trines Jupiter, it's like this really auspicious, one of the most looked forward to transits of all time. I I felt like Kanye real quick when I said of all time. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. But it, it's this really coveted aspect that brings plenty of love, good cheer, optimism, okay? If Mercury Retrograde been getting you down, if, you know, you you were like me and that gummit new moon, you know, sets off this void of course, I can't really just initiate like I want to on the new moon, then Venus trying Jupiter 
is one of those aspects. It's it's a love aspect. It's a money aspect. It's it's an attraction, magnetic aspect, and it really um, allows you, us all to relax a little bit because it's so good and express more of our affectionate and welcoming side. You know, Mercury retrograde uh, tends to bring back the exes, and like one of the astrologers I really like to listen to, um, the exes and the uh-ohs. <laughs> And so, I mean, some of us may have not been having the easiest of times here in the recent past, okay? Venus trying Jupiter promises, promises harmonizing, uh, you know, softening, sweetening, Really, it's a great time for dating, but if you've been in a rough patch with somebody, it is an excellent time for mending any stressful relationships. Socializing of all kinds is favored, and you should, we should all really enjoy some increased popularity. Um, we tend to just have more fun or get more fun out of of things, you know, where can you imagine yourself like going out with friends and you're going through a really tough time in your relationship or something and everybody seems all happy and stuff and you're just like forcing yourself to be happy? Uh uh-uh. uh. At a Venus trine Jupiter this time next week, you will not have to, and leading up to that, of course, you will not have to force anything. If you're not um, able to enjoy yourself or at a time like this, you definitely need to be on the horn with your nearest astrologer, your nearest energy healer, somebody. To do, all they're going to do is direct you back inside yourself. <laughs> but this is a perfect time for starting a vacation or planning a vacation. You're going to be in a good mood and you're going to plan the best vacation ever, I'm sure. But some adventurous activities, you're just going to be in this relaxed and stress-free state. So shopping is favored. Um, uh, Venus does rule the money as well as the love. And so with Jupiter there in this trine expanding it all, your finances should be in good order to actually enjoy shopping as opposed to, like, feeling guilty or anything. Um, uh, we're going to have access to this, like, energy that gives us a better eye for fashion or something that's valuable. So it's a good time to buy any cosmetics, jewelry, art, anything that's adding beauty, which is what Venus does. And Jupiter's just there to expand it all. And the trines is there to make it that much easier to expand. Um, So if you want to get something to decorate your home or office, excellent time to do that. Um, any investments that you make now since Jupiter does rule the wealth, that's adding that wealth element to love and money, a wealth of love, a wealth of money. So investments made at this time in love, in money, should actually increase our wealth, okay? Um, there's going to be many, many, many compliments, many, many good offers, and many, many gifts on tap to be in store for us during this time, and we would be wise to accept any offers, of course, unless your personal transit say something very different. But even so, this transit's so freaking good that it may, I'd have to look 
but it could very well soften any uh, harsh aspects that you may be having anyway. Like I said, it's just going to be really odd if anybody just has a sucky day Wednesday. That would just be very odd. Um, people born under this aspect, uh, they definitely um, get to experience, you know, a, an easier uh time in showing love and affection, you know. Um, they have genuine depth to their charismatic appeal. It's not just like this soft, cuddly type of individual. Um, they're adventurous. They have an adventurous and creative nature. And they these are the people that find a lot of satisfaction in working with, like, charitable organizations. Um, like with the transit, if people are born with this aspect that have other harsh aspects in their chart, this would tend to any of those hardships and instead bring love and joy uh, to the native. And so um, creativity, people are going to be very, they're going to have access to a lot of creativity. Um, they may not be like in leadership roles, people born with this aspect, but it's they, they're so effective. In, in groups of people, um, and they're so effective in driving the overall success of common goals uh, simply because of the little things that they do, the little, you know, beautiful, harmonious, uh, artistic touches that they add to projects and groups and goals that add up to their overall success. Um, some famous celebrities born with Venus and Jupiter trining in their chart is Naomi Campbell, Aaliyah, Rita Ora, Kelly Rowland, Ray Charles, James Brown, Carlos Santana, Chuck Berry, and I say y'all know it's my favorite, George Washington Carver, Venus trine Jupiter. That's what that that probably had a lot to do with why he came up with all these oodles of caboodles of inventions behind one peanut. Who knew you could do so many things with a peanut? Somebody with uh, Jupiter expanding their love and their money. I mean, not love, like intimate relationship with a peanut, but you really got to love what you're doing in the research and it's the scientific research and the, and the experiments with this peanut to go for so long, create so many different inventions. It's, it's just powerful. So for all of us, um, Venus Chan Jupiter is going to be really good. Um, Jupiter is in retrograde right now, so this aspect is going to hit again in early September of this year, so that's cool. Um, of course, if it's so wonderful and beautiful, you would love, you, we're all going to be looking forward to that in September. But specifically for here, just a few of my signs and a few of the deacons, I do want to give you just a few quick notes. Um, Capricorn, obviously Venus is still in your deacon. Um, it's uh, from the 8th to the 17th. Max out, okay, max out. It's beautifying and harmonizing and easing, you know, and it's favoring you being social, hosting, attending parties. Um, spending a little money on yourself, you know, maybe makeover, um, beautifying yourself in whatever way, clothes, jewelry, 
Um, relationships should, especially love relationships, should be going really well for you um, because Venus is just adding that attractive element even more so um, and increasing your personal beauty. So, and that's for my Capricorn specifically, Deacon 3, born January 11th to 19th. Jupiter is still trining your Deacon only through the end of the month, February 29th, but, I mean, it's still trining it now. So, once again, max out, Capricorn, Deacon 3. Cancer, Deacon 3, um, those born July 13th to 22nd, Venus is still opposing your Deacon from February 8th to 17th. And so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Once again, if Venus is opposing you, love and money, you know, it's not like Mars, <laughs> aggression and, you know, but that's still, it's how you look at it because as much as it's aggression, it's still just energy and drive. So once again, with Venus opposing your deacon from the 8th to the 17th, what you may notice is the increase or may have been noticing is the increase in activity in the love and relationships department, um, the the wanting or feeling like indulging in pleasure more than, than work, okay? Um, and, and relationships going well, but um, possible troubles um, if you have been lowering your standards, okay, and, and entering into these new relationships that aren't really in your best interest. That's how you've had to watch that possibly play out with Venus being in your um, in opposition to you or in the position of partners or just people you're meeting up with, okay? Jupiter is sextiling your deacon till the end of February, um, so that's favorable as well. Pisces, Deacon 3, those born May 11th to the 20th, Venus is sextiling your deacon. You definitely have opportunities with love and money, you're feeling energetic about expressing love and affection. You're making a genuine effort to please and to share your warm feelings. I love my Pisces. That sounds like a Pisces too. Uh, you def and and even more so with Venus sextiling your deacon. Um, but then you have uh, especially good social skills now, and and making friends or lovers is favored because people are really appreciating your friendly attitude and pleasantness. So that's good. Jupiter is opposing your Deacon Pisces, Deacon 3. That does end on February the 9th, um, but it definitely, uh, while it's still opposing uh, your Deacon, it's adding hope, good fortune, um, positivity, and and it's reducing... um, reducing the risk of greed and extravagance, ruining your chance of success, okay? Virgo Deacon 3, those born September 13th to 20th, Venus is trining your deacon. That's excellent, easy flow of energy um, there. Compliments, popularity, personal charm and beauty all enhanced and increased. Existing relationships benefiting by getting an increased dose of affection, and if and for single Virgo Deacon threes, excellent, excellent time for dating and starting new romance. Jupiter is in your Deacon Virgo Deacon three up until the end of February, um, so just yeah, more ha- adding happiness, good fortune, and 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 definitely rubbing off on you with this Venus Jupiter transit. Get it, get it, Virgos. 
Scorpio Deacon 3, those born November 12th to 21st, you got the Venus sextile, good, and the Jupiter sextile, okay? So Scorpio Deacon 3, you may, the good feelings that you're having, do something with them. I'll put it like that. You don't really, uh, I don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing. Oh, you have to work for your good fortune. I'm just saying. You take one step, let the universe take ten, okay? That's what I'm saying. Don't just sit back and do nothing and let this divinely wonderful energy pass you by. For my Aries and Libras, I'm not picking on y'all. I promise I'm not. But y'all are dealing with the Venus Square, okay? So from the 8th to the 17th, for my Aries Deacon 3, those born April 10th to 19th, it does suggest with Venus Square in your Deacon a slight irritation or some slight irritation involving your love life or finances. Uh, any minor problems are likely to be related to the new moon theme of crisis management, Okay. So um, like earlier in the month, any relationship tension or other upset can be easily resolved because of the other really helpful influences occurring now. It, and it is Venus that we're talking about. So you, you still have access to that harmonious energy. And it's still trying. So you got access to more harmonious energy there. Like I said, you anybody messing off of Venus trying Jupiter wasn't trying at all. That's trying, T-R-I-N-E, and then trying, T-R-Y-I-N-G, okay? You, you really got to try hard to mess up a Venus-Jupiter trine, really. For my Libra Deacon 3, so those born October 13th to 22nd, um, you know, the Venus square in your Deacon does have a moderately, in, uh, a moderately irritating effect on your intimate relationships, okay? Um, however... Any lack of motivation or laziness that may have arisen will be more than compensated for by the accompanying solar transit, the new moon, okay? That really should be given all of us just a boost, a breakthrough, fresh, you know, new energy um, that, that should, by the time Venus is, is trying in Jupiter, you know, have put us in a, in a new space to benefit from such a beautiful uh, aspect like this from. And so any rising tensions, Libra Deacon 3, in your love life can be really easily sorted out with just a, a little bit of conscious effort, okay? Aries and Libra Deacon 3, y'all just don't have the luxury to click off and just, you know, that y'all may have to actually consciously choose to stay on the highest vibration possible so you don't mess around in a Venus trine Jupiter and not be able to max out on that love and that money. That's what it's coming for now and it's in, in September. And this one's coming on the heels of, I'll be here in another couple of few weeks, talking about the eclipse season, the first eclipse season, which the second one is around the time of this one then. So don't mess around and miss out on some dumbness, vibe, vibe high. Make sure you're vibing high this time next week. It shouldn't be that hard. Got the new moon, got this transit, 
uh, right at the end of the evening on Wednesday, 10.25 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does sextile uh, Mercury and send us into a void, of course, okay? It's only going to be for five hours. Uh, by the time we wake up on Thursday, it will already be in Aries. And this is the energy I was talking about earlier, okay? We got all this new, fresh, Aquarius, Uranus energy leading up to this new moon on uh, Monday rising at 8.30 a.m. Yeah, Monday rising. Then we have the new moon that sets us <laughs> into void, of course, for almost 18 hours where we can't really initiate, but we can follow up on some things we may have initiated before the moon went void. Then we have following the uh, moon going void, of course, it goes into the very next sign, which is Pisces, which still doesn't necessarily really favor new things. It actually more favors the ending of things. But that's the perfect setup to something new. So then here we have, on Thursday rising, 3.55 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon goes into Aries. What you say, here goes yet another fresh new energy, the very first sign of the zodiac cycle, a brand new moon cycle starting, okay? So maybe this is when, on Thursday, it is the 11, 11. Come on, that's 2-2, two, two. that's a master number. Somebody may want to initiate something <laughs> in light of this new moon in Aquarius energy then. It's an option. Moon in Aries is going to speed up sexual reactions. We're going to be in an edgy, punchy mood, restless to start something. It's a really good time for first. Maybe something surrounding the theme of Aquarius inventive. Come on, original, humanitarian, uh you know, catering more to your individual, who you are as an individual, maybe centered around rebellion, maybe centered around electronics, maybe centered around astrology. It rules that. How about that? Maybe you initiate uh, signing up for, for my monthly service in this time period. That would fit the theme of this Aquarius new moon in light of the energy of a new moon cycle uh, with the moon being in Aries. It's a real Aries is bold and courageous and brave. So it's going to add this element that's emotionally satisfying to face our fears. If you have butterflies in your stomach, you, you, you're on the right track because that means you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Uranus is in Aries, after all. The very ruler of Aquarius. So there's going to be this spark of momentum. Here again, it's going to be this springy feeling that we've been feeling. I've been talking to you all about that for the whole week ahead almost. As a matter of fact, starting at the end of this week into the week ahead. So this, I'm giving you all this range of time where initiating something new is okay and you set the rules. I'm not going to tell you when to do your new moon intentions. 
Because like I said, some people do it well before the new moon even comes. I'm giving you the 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 uh, energy and the climate, the environment, and you decide what is best for you. Uh, you definitely want to do something with the moon being in Aries. You want to do something that has a physical component. That's what's going to emotionally satisfy you. Um, you're going to want to keep things simple. Said when the moon is in Aries, this is a time where those quick, short activities are favored versus something you got to sit down and pay attention to over a long period of time. Uh, Keep things simple, move it, um, you know, go go to a kickboxing class, take you a, just a, a drop-in gym class. You don't even have to sign up to be a member of the gym. Just do your drop-in and get your free day. That's a good day, couple of days to do that. Um, it's just a real fresh energy. You're going to feel like attacking stuff head on. You know, you're going to confront, you're going to have this energy to confront even to let your truth fly, and it'll, it's going to really bring out the fight in all of us. Um, getting into it is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say shy away from those kind of confrontations because it may be the very confrontation that provokes the change that's necessary and that change of being for the better. Uh, but just like I said, if you feel like you want to clock somebody, then take you a walk around the block and say it. You know what I mean? That's definitely not the way you want to use this energy. That ain't going to help nobody. But, yeah, if you've got to be dynamic and you need to, you know, want to channel all that energy we're going to have access to, uh, while the moon's in Aries, it is a great time for a lot of the stuff that is not a good time for in a void. Of course, moon is almost the very opposite. This is the energy to do a job interview on or go on that first date, right? Start that project sell your idea to somebody, um, self-promotion, uh, encouraging somebody with all that energy, you know, throwing a party if you want to, um, because it definitely has this impulsive component to it, um, and, and we're going to feel like, you know, we could probably do anything or we're invincible. Like I said, it gives us that bravery and that courage, and we and we have this belief that anything is possible because we get, it's just fresh energy of the whole new zodiac cycle to start something and to see it through to the end, to Pisces again. And so we're, we're going to be dreaming big and soul searching uh, for our passion. Then we roll into Friday. Getting better, y'all. Because <laughs> y'all know, if y'all mama's babies and you heard me talk about these aspects that the sun and the moon makes where it's really favorable to start a new project, start a business, uh, to initiate something new, here we have that divine energetic opportunity again on Friday night, 7.10 p.m., almost 7.11 Central Standard Time. The sun does sextile the moon. So we're going to have this increased clarity derived from a feeling that what we want and what we need are in harmony and we're more able to cooperate with others. So, you know, I've spoke on sun sextile moons before, sunshine moons, and these really powerful beneficial energies to start something new. We have that divine opportunity again on Friday the 12th, um, that evening. Saturday the 13th, um, 4.32 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does square Mercury and go void, of course, only for an hour and three minutes, nothing to even wink at. You'll probably be asleep. Uh, and then 5.35 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does roll into Taurus. And so 
whatever we've been working on, uh, initiating, reviewing, you know, uh, uh, developing, adding to. Um, now, the new moon in Aquarius did have that Saturn element associated with it. So, like I said, it did. It does favor something that you want to start that is going to have endurance, or you, you, it's going to give you the, us the in, access to the endurance and the tolerance that we'll need to see something through over a long, longer period of time. That's just built into the astrology of the new moon. And it, if you don't know about new moons, whatever is initiated at this time, we, we will be able to see in a couple of weeks, if it's a short-term goal, at the full moon, what has become of it. In the long term, if it's a long-term goal, then there will be an Aquarius full moon in six months that we can check in on. But for those shorter-term goals, we'll be able to check in on those here in just a couple of weeks at the full moon in Virgo, right? So with the moon entering Taurus um, early rising on Saturday the 13th, we're definitely going to be getting into a – we're going to slow down a little bit, just that quick from Aries to Taurus. So I'm giving you from the end of this week all this new energy, all this new energy, just building on new energy, the new moon, uh, Uranus transit, um, uh, the moon going into Aries, the sun sextiling the moon, all these wonderful divine opportunities that's just building on each other. And then, bam, Taurus. (laughs) The moon enters Taurus. I say bam because, okay, Taurus is a fixed sign, right? which could be you could tap into that on this really high level uh, and just get more resolve and a more of a fixedness in what you have begun, what you have started, what you have initiated. So don't let me make you think it's like a stop sign, like now all the energy stops. But it is a slower energy because it's ruled by Venus, and Venus wants you us to be comfortable. Venus wants us to be peaceful. Venus wants us to feel financially secure. Venus wants us to be more serene, okay? Venus wants us to relax and, and, and you know, it's a little more resistant to all this new change and new energy that's been going on, but not in a way to stop the progress, but in a way to stop and smell the roses, okay? Now we are inclined to a little more stubbornness under a Taurus moon and a little more materialism, um, but it definitely favors um, financial and material actions that yield solid results. So you really can keep the momentum going just in a more, you know, um, I say more cautious way, okay, because you it wants to kind of feel safe and secure um, financially and emotionally under this influence of the moon being in Taurus. And so um, any financial activities are going to be good. Uh, maybe you set an, uh, some things into motion that require some you to do some financial activities, uh, um, planning for that or starting that, initiating that on Saturday would be excellent, or even Sunday. And um, it, the moon is exhausted in Taurus, so it's gonna, it, it should be like an easy flow and fit. 
It, you, we should all just have access to this mellow, calm energy. May feel like going barefoot or just soaking up some sun, depending on where you live, or making this really satisfying, tasty meal. We really feel the weight of who we are. It's in Taurus is an earth sign. Um, that's what I was talking about, being outside and all that stuff, soaking up the sun. Tending is very practical, tending to practical matters. Anything you have to really dig into, um, it's just good energy for that. Just, you know, uh, I don't know. I have this picture in my head of just somebody getting real comfortable wherever they are and just enjoying it. Like, you know, when you go to the beach and cover yourself up in, in in the sand or, like, cover yourself up in mud, like all that stuff is is just where we're going to be emotionally satisfied and we're going to be craving these really earthy activities and and people, um, languid intimacy and a cozy atmosphere. It's a slow mover, so it just wants to enjoy everything, everything savored, like chewing your food a, little, a few more times while the moon is in Taurus, deeply relaxing at um getting a nap in that you don't normally get, be very satisfying. This might be the weekend where you, you know, after all this initiating activity you've been doing all week, you may, you know, just enjoy an extra nap. Um, music, any uh, it's Venus definitely rules the arts, so dancing, uh, filling the music is going to be probably uh, characteristic of this weekend. Um, although it does also speak to our natural talents, that second house, Taurus rules the second house, um, you could discover a natural talent with all the thinking that you've been doing about what what new thing you could start, which hopefully you've been already thinking about it. But, you know, as you're trying out these first baby steps in it, in, in whatever this new thing is, you may find over the course of this weekend a, a natural talent you didn't know you had. You may, uh, you know, haven't practiced at your talent in a while. This weekend you may pick that guitar up again that you haven't in a while and just practice that craft or whatever your hobby is. And like I said, it's towards that energy where it's easy to really just settle in and savor everything so you can easily get into the zone or flow of whatever it is you're indulging in, taking pleasure in, and see some real progress. Taurus, if you know any Tauruses, they know how to get that money. Kind of like Capricorn, but in a way more, you know, see it it and touch it and feel it kind of way. Get in the studio this weekend and really earth your dreams, okay? Um, definitely some things that are favored under a Taurus moon, massages, ooh, that's, you know, real earthy and sensual, the baking and the cooking, the singing and the dancing, the gardening, the building something, you know, like I said, something you can see. Um, you can consider the steps of things that you have made plans for already and um, utilize that fixed energy. Um, experiment with some aromatherapy. Um, uh, Taurus rules the neck area, the throat. So you could do some stretching, you know, um, anything help around the neck um, or the throat. Uh, you could try some new foods or fruits. Some, you know, you might want to get in the kitchen and make you a new drink or something, you know. 
and uh, anything like pottery or sculpture is also going to be good. And then to round out the week, guess what? Mercury reenters Aquarius, like I told you guys, in the December 23rd episode titled It Ain't Over, Venus in Sag for the New Year. There on New Year's Day at 8.20 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mercury entered Aquarius for the first time before it went retrograde into Capricorn, and now it's hitting that exact area of space for the second time, okay? And so I'm going to give you all a quick rundown of the signs and what to expect, and then we'll be out of here, and I will be talking to Naomi soon. Thank you uh, for all my callers. Every show, I appreciate y'all just um, not being afraid to get out there and be on the air. I know it can be a little nerve-wracking or make you nervous, but it adds so, and it really connects me with some beautiful people that I probably would not have otherwise met. So, um, For my Tauruses, I'm going all out of order here, y'all. So just listen out for your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign. For Taurus, um, Mercury entering Aquarius is touching on your 10th house, the very top of your chart. Mercury rules your thinking. Mercury rules the business and the commerce you're doing. Mercury rules the travel, right? And so that mind, that communication, that travel, that business is going to be focused on the very top of your chart, 10th house, goals, long-term plans, your very life direction, okay? You're probably going to be more serious because Saturn rules that 10th house, and it's going to, it's going to, you're going to be acting towards going to be real mature and responsible um, uh, while Mercury's in Aquarius, okay? Focus on goals, long-term plans, and being more practical. For my Leos, um, uh, Mercury going into Aquarius is touching your seventh house. It's affecting your seventh house. So communication, travel, business is going to be more with others, okay? So definitely try to be fair and try to maintain some balance. These um, horoscopes are coming from the Dark Sixty Astrology, by the way. Um, yeah, so it's all about others, Leo, while Mercury's in Aquarius, which, you know, it, you could really find this perfect balance in, 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 in the business that you're doing, in the travel that you're doing, in the communicating what you're doing, as long as you're being fair, okay? For Scorpio, Mercury going into Aquarius is touching your fourth house. So your communications, your mind, your thoughts, could be on the path, okay? Um, you could definitely, you're a water sign with Mercury going through a water house for you. And so you could definitely be ex- more emotional and expressing those emotions or not. It's going through your fourth house, so you may actually keep it. The fourth house is the opposite of the tenth house, so it's at the very bottom of your chart, and it represents a very personal and private part of you. And so you, you you may find yourself, express, especially with Mercury being there, you may be expressing yourself more maybe by journaling or, you know, doing your little uh, voice recording video journal or video journal for yourself, not necessarily for others to see or for you to share, at least not at this time, okay? And as well, Scorpios, uh, 
you could definitely easily, since you've got access to so much of this water energy, right, um, while Mercury's in Aquarius, you can definitely be an asset in understanding what others are feeling as well, okay? Aquarius, uh, for you, Mercury going into your sign, whoop, whoop, obviously, Mercury going into any sign, uh, speeds it up. It's going through your first house. That's the house of the self. That's the house of your identity. That's the house of your immediate environment. And so your mind is going to be active, okay? You're going to come up with new ideas, and you definitely, as opposed to Scorpio, are absolutely going to be expressing yourself more openly. You will not just like um, Naomi who just called in, you know, if she'd called in at any other time, she may not have actually pressed the button to get on the air. But Mercury's um, speeding up, out of coming out of Capricorn, racing back to get into Aquarius by this weekend. And like I told y'all, these energies are come in on the front end. It's not going to wait till Mercury goes back into Aquarius on the 13th here on Saturday um, for this energy to express itself like it did with her even calling in. But here we are, you know, days on the front end of that, and we have this beautiful manifestation of, of Mercury going through somebody's first house. It's so beautiful to see. It pro- For her specifically, if I look at her chart, it's probably already in her first house. But these are general horoscopes, um, and so it's calculated on the basis of an entire 30 degrees of Aquarius, not just somebody's one degree where their sun sign or ascendant sign is. Um, Gemini, Mercury in Aquarius is going through your ninth house, so get ready, get ready, get ready to come up with some really big ideas, okay, and to share your stories, to study something, or to dream about travel, okay? You may um, you may travel somewhere long distance um, physically, or you may travel there figuratively. For Virgo... Uh, Mercury in Aquarius is touching your sixth house, Virgo. So this is a very familiar energy to you. Virgo rules the sixth house, so you you may feel just right at home while Mercury is in Aquarius. You're going to be able to focus on work projects, details, and get organized. All your favorite things to do anyway. <laughs> Sagittarius. Um, Mercury going through Aquarius is touching a very mercurial house for you, your third house is Mercury rules. Um, but as opposed to the higher mind that Sagittarius rules, it's the Gemini mind, the, the, the more active mind. So you, like Aquarius, um, is going to feel that active mind, okay? You're going to be able to have access to those new ideas as well and express yourself. So it sounds very familiar because it's that same Mercury-Gemini energy. So for my Aquarius, my Gemini, and my Sagittarius, this y'all season. This is y'all season on the mental. This is y'all season on the commerce and the business. This is y'all season on, uh, on the travel or making travel plans. The force is with you. Use it or lose it. <laughs> Uh, for my Pisces, you, like Virgo, are having um, the Mercury and Aquarius transit through a house that is very familiar to you. For you, Pisces, it's the very house that you rule, the 12th house, so it should feel very comfortable um, for you as well. 
you're definitely going to be able, you're going to want to probably keep more to yourself, and you will have a very uh, active imagination, as you usually do, <laughs> and you could become privy to a secret as well. Um, my last few signs, Aries, Mercury going through Aquarius is affecting your Aquarius house, the 11th house. So y'all are really going to have access uh, to the energy that really epitomizes um, this Aquarius energy. So Aries, you're going to be able to think outside of the box. Um, you're going to want to. You're going to want to embrace original ideas and people with original ideas. You, if somebody around you is talking that same old yin-yang and you already know it, or somebody's around you and they're just, they on the same stuff they were on last, this time last year, you're not going to be too interested. You're going to be thinking more about your future, okay? Um, but it is short-lived. This isn't your normal mode of operating, but here for this uh, approximately month, while Mercury is going through Aquarius, this is definitely going to be your M.O. So go with it. This is it's a real divine opportunity to tap into that energy really strongly. For Cancers, um, Mercury and Aquarius is going through your eighth house. That's that Pluto Scorpio house. It's um, it's it's also an emotion. So you've got a, a water sign, Cancer, and the eighth house. That's a, another water house. So once again. Y'all got access, Cancer, to some really deep emotional uh, energy. What you can do with the energy, Cancers, is research. You can get to the heart of something. You can focus on really deep, intimate, serious, intense issues. And you can think about transformations you want to make. Curie rules the thinking, the planning, the, the, the doing of the business or the commerce and the travel, Okay. So you may want to make some transformations to, you know, the at the rate at which you travel. Maybe you want to transform the fact that you haven't gone on a vacation in three years and plan you a, you know, twice a year thing during this time while your mind is favored to this particular um, area of life, which is transformations, which is deep and serious issues the heart of the matter, research, okay? Libra, Mercury in Aquarius is uh, transiting your fifth house. You definitely can focus on creative ventures. Fifth house, the fifth house of fun and romance, hello. Libras, you can also use your imagination, um, you know, for these creative ends, romantic ends, um, any ends that are centered around children or um, games or sports. Um, and you can also talk things over with loved ones, really just anybody that you love, uh, be it children, be it romantic partners, it, that that real fun love is found in the fifth house. So, Libra, this should be a really pleasurable time for you. And lastly, Capricorn, um, you know, Capricorn rules, you know, a certain element of money and uh, this Mercury through Aquarius transit is going to be touching on your personal second house money, okay? So you did my Capricorns, y'all already be thinking about the money, but it's, it's hitting even closer to home. It's hitting your pockets for the next few weeks where you're going to be thinking about your finances. You're going to be taking your time to make these money decisions and plan these financial things out and um, to 
stick with the ideas that you come up with. Um, Y'all are pretty much going to be probably tightening your belt and just making some more quality decisions about your money and personal finances. Um, That's all I got. We are actually caught up, so I can guarantee you in the week ahead, and I'll make it my mission to um, stick with this like I was in the beginning, only to be discussing the events in the week ahead. Um, Of course, when I first get on the line, I'm going to recap some stuff that's going on just like today. I mean, today was just that another really powerful energy, uh, especially considering uh, your personal chart, just to get some stuff done under, I mean. um, And then here uh, we got the moon going into Capricorn, another good energy to build on under and get some stuff done, and then we get into this new moon in Aquarius energy, real tough, real thick, and y'all just got the, all the beautiful, juicy details. So it's been a great show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for you who listen in the archives. Reach out to me, Gmail me, astrology, and by all means, stay connected to this powerful network, uh, My Astrology Coach. And we will definitely be back at you next week. Stay connected. Love you.